I'm Casey Miner, and this is a specialette. My name is Al Letson, and I do a lot of things. Al Letson is a man of many talents. You might have heard him as host of the podcast State of the Reunion, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he currently hosts Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting, which, if you haven't checked it out, is probably the best investigative journalism show out there. And he's got a lot of other projects, including his own podcast called... Er-thang, because I do er-thang I want to do. One time he made me say that out loud, in public, on purpose, just to hear how a white lady would destroy it. It's cool, Al. I know. Anyway, Al hasn't always gotten to do everything he wants to do. He's pursued his art for his whole life, but he's also had to take lots of jobs that aren't artistic. First job was at Domino's Pizza, and then I was a salesperson for a knife sharpening company. They were called Pearson Saw Knife. Then I became a flight attendant. Then I was just making my living as a performer uh, slash playwright, uh, which was really, really, really tough. And then I got hired to be a mole in a bread factory for this private investigator. And that's where our story picks up. I thought, ooh, this is like some James Bond type stuff. Yes. So I go to this guy's office and he's like, here's the thing. You are going to be working in a bread factory. You'll be undercover. You can change your name. You can, we'll figure all that stuff out. Um, but your job is to go in there and just see what's going on in the cleaning with the cleaning crew. Uh, the people that own the bread factory don't really trust the supervisor or the cleaning crew. And we really want to see what's going on. You just can't imagine. You just can't imagine how many crumbs bread makes when it's coming out of the oven and then it makes even more crumbs when it goes through the slicers and these slicers are like ridiculously long so it goes through they slice it up and then then at the end of it it puts it in a bag and all of these crumbs are left over and the cleaning crew has to clean those crumbs but this is like an old factory and so all they have are these little hoses that you're supposed to blow the crumbs right so you blow the crumbs onto the ground then you shovel the crumbs into a trash can so you blow shovel bag blow shovel bag but the thing is when you blow crumbs they don't go directly down they go up which means you have a small percentage that goes to the ground and a large percentage that settles right back where you blew so you keep having to do the same thing that's why it took all damn night so you would be there for hours and and it was back breaking work just crazy blow shovel bag blow shovel bag so the first night um i i got finished doing all of that stuff and um, I got home probably about 12, maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And I called the private investigator. I was like, dude, I'm not doing this. I don't even see the, the supervisor. I can't monitor him. Like, I don't even know what I'm there for. Like, this is crazy. 
He's like, all right, we have to have an emergency meeting because everybody else quit. Like the other two guys quit that night. Wait, the it, other two? Like were there other moles or just? Yeah, there was three. Team? There was three moles, that, and and only I was the only one. And so he's like, all right, all right, all right, all right we, we have to have an emergency meeting. So he met me at the, you know, we went get something to eat or whatever, and he told me like he was going to pay me what he was paying the other two moles on top of my paycheck. So I was like tripling my money basically. And all I had to do was stay. And I was like, but I still, like, I, I'm not seeing the guy. And then he drops the hook. He's like, your job is actually to be bait. And I was like, what do you mean, bait? And he's like, well, they think that he has been sexually harassing the, uh, the young men that work there. And we want to catch him. And so you will be the bait. You're, the, you're there to get hit on, flirted with. I mean, like, he would, he would, go, he would go through a, a list. He would be like, I remember one time he said, dog, he's not looking at you longingly? And I was like, no, he's not looking at me longingly. He's like, like and you know, like, it is the, the it, it's the apex of heterosexual male, um, ridiculousness you know like i think that their thought was one size fits all like we'll just throw him a fish and he'll eat it because he's hungry right so he makes up an idea where one night i'm gonna plant a camera in the office or whatever and i'm like I, there's no way in hell i'm doing that i can't i don't have keys i can't get in and he said all right well i will have management give you keys and then you can get in when they're not there and plant it so uh, a couple days later at work, the management calls me in. So apparently, like, this bread company was a family-owned thing, and he was, like, the son of the guy that ran it, used to own it or whatever. And he was just mad, and he was so, like, uh, I just remember him being, like, like a cartoon character villain, you know? Like, like I remember thinking, like, he twirls his mustache, you know what I'm saying? Like, But he asked his secretary if I was a good-looking guy, because he was trying to figure out why this guy's not hitting on me. And he's like... I don't know. Does he look good to you? I, you tell me. Like, and and she's like awkward. Like, hey, he's yeah, he's fine. It, it was just really weird and awkward thing. But I left the office and I forgot the camera. So I go back to get the camera and I overhear him talking to the secretary. And he says to her, "I don't care. I just want that nigga gone." And then I'm like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> what?" What? So it should be said that the supervisor is black. The family that owned the bread company was white. Uh, we're in the South. And I just felt like, what do I do? So basically, I'm being hired by this racist guy to take down this black dude. You know, by the way, I'm black. It just felt really weird and nasty. Now, the longer I'd been at the bread factory, the longer I could tell that the supervisor that I was supposed to take down. He wasn't a good dude either. He was like, you know, he was manipulating people to stay in power where he was. And I can't think of any examples right now, but it just, I just remember feeling like he's not a good dude either. Like nobody is good in this situation. The supervisor told me to meet him in his office. And like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, it's about to go down. But then another part of me is like, for who? Like, I'm going to get this guy in trouble and get him kicked out for this, you know, racist guy. And um, and I just decided I couldn't do it. So I just grabbed my shit and left. 
when I leave jobs I don't like, it is spectacular. <laughs> At least in my head, I'm like, bye, bitches. You know, like, burn. It's a bridge I was never meant to cross again. Oh my God, trying to get crumbs out of dreads. Forget it. Forget, I thought about cutting my hair, really. Uh, but then I was like, not for this job. What's your most underappreciated skill that you have? My most underappreciated skill, I think, is that I can do some great voices. I, I should be a voice actor. I want to be a voice actor. Maybe I'll move to L.A. and become a voice actor. That'd be so excellent. I could do Kermit the Frog. <clears throat> Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. I can do Fozzie Bear. There's a banana in my ear. <laughs> I can do Miss Piggy, but just her saying, Hi-ya! Al Letson, ladies and gentlemen. Find links to his work at specialistpodcast.com. Our editor is Julie Kane. Original music and sound design are by Seth Samuel. Our next specialist is trying hard to get a job that absolutely no one wants. I saw this one and I thought to myself, wow, here is a committee that seems really boring to most people, but is not boring to me. Democracy in action. That's on the next episode of The Specialist. Watch your feeds.